Hi, and welcome to Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm your host, Jasmine Aziz. Welcome back to my podcast, where we're picking up chapter three. This is the last part. I promise no more teasing. Lena and Manny, my characters in Sex and Samosas, are playing a board game called Sex Games for Couples. It's, a, it's actually quite a bit of fun, and I do recommend it. If you're interested in knowing where to pick it up, just send me an email, and I will let you know. Uh, anyway, they're playing the game, and it's now Lena's turn to put some part of her body into her partner's mouth and have them guess what it is. So without further waiting and waiting and waiting, which I have made you do and I am sincerely apologetic for, let's get to it because here she comes. I left my lingerie on. My black bra was starting to fray badly at the edges and was held at the base with a safety pin. My faded black control top panties, with the elastic escaping slightly from both edges, was stretched to its capacity, attempting to hold in my heavy dinner. What if I put my finger in his mouth, or my wrist? They both seemed too easy. I felt competitive and wanted to win, to surprise Manny the way he had surprised me. I asked him to ease his head forward to stall for more time. Impulsively, I placed the inside of my elbow near his mouth, being careful not to get too close to him, but close enough to watch his expression. His tongue probed around the gentle curve of my arm, causing me to giggle from the ticklish sensation and instantly jump back. Sorry, sorry. I leaned his head forward again, putting my arm back up to his mouth. He licked slowly at first, and then more rapidly. The sensation started to drive me wild. I wanted to scream, cry, and laugh all at once. I think it's your shoulder, he said tentatively. I win, I said triumphantly. Open your eyes. Manny removed the blindfold and smiled at me. Your elbow? Inside of my elbow, I corrected. I win. You do not, he said. We both got it wrong. You didn't guess mine either. I enjoyed the playful banter between us so much that I wanted it to continue more than I wanted sex. It had been so long since I felt so energized and playful with anyone. Any thoughts of nervousness or tension were completely gone. I wanted to play, and what's worse, I wanted to win. Is it my turn to spin? I asked. Yes, Manny slid back against the chaise. I spun the wheel. It landed on a section labeled Action. I picked up the first card on that deck. Do a sexy strip tease for your partner. I sat back on the chaise away from Manny. Can I pick another one? Why? Seems pretty simple. You just do a sexy strip tease. Manny folded his arms, a faint smile curling his lips. Most of my clothes are off already. Okay, so you forfeit, he said and smiled, reaching for a favor coupon. No! I grabbed his hand to stop him. 
I put my blouse back on and began to wish we had started drinking before opening the game. It's not like I hadn't ever seen a strip tease before. During my first year of university, my entire dorm floor had decided, with Mahjong's guidance, to visit an after-hours club and take in a strip show. By the time we got to the club, most of the girls were already at their drunken saturation point. I wasn't close enough to mine to plunge as easily into the noisy room like the others. I was convinced I would run into someone I knew, or worse, someone my mother knew. I surveyed the club to see if there were any brown faces I might recognize until Mahjong screamed at me to let go of the front door frame, forcing me to give in. Our group took up an entire table at the back. The center stage was empty and the club was alive with screams from women who were being goaded by the DJ. The lights dimmed, music began to crescendo from two loudspeakers hidden in the dark when suddenly a tall, very well-built blonde came charging out of the back curtains wearing red and orange firefighter cover-ups and no shirt underneath. He began to gyrate and swing his plastic helmet about, much to the delight of the frenzied women in the club. With deliberate skill, he removed his uniform piece by piece until he was standing in only a pair of loose boxers with red and yellow flames on them. I respect the attention to detail, I shouted to Mahjong, commenting on his shorts. I want to see his hose, Mahjong screamed. Several rum and cokes later, I began to feel the energy of the crowd infuse me. I whooped and hollered with the rest of them, even when I wasn't sure what we were yelling at. Mahjong was happy to see me so animated. She encouraged me to call Officer Pete Pecker over to our table. I raised my arms over my head and started to flap them around to get his attention, which caused me to accidentally elbow a nearby dancer in the groin. He doubled over in pain, lunging towards the server with a tray of drinks that ended up flying through the air. We were asked to leave immediately. I have never been to another strip club since. I'll put music on, I said as I did up my button slowly to stall for more time. My top was long enough to drape down to almost mid-thigh, though it was badly wrinkled from being shoved in my slacks at work all day. I walked over to our stereo system at the side of the big screen and pushed the power button on. As it fired up, my mind started to race again. What can I play that's sexy? I glanced over the compact discs, but nothing seemed even remotely appropriate. I picked up my Anne Murray's greatest hits, got temporarily distracted by some of the tracks on the back, but decided in the end she wasn't the right choice. I loved Anne, but her music only conjured up images of snowbirds in springtime, not sex poles and strippers. My well-worn air supply disc wouldn't motivate me to do anything more than sit on the sofa with a box of chocolates and cry like I did for months after my breakup with Nick. I put it back. In a flash, I remembered a George Michael disc I had just purchased and put it in. I moved the selector over to track eight. I vaguely recalled the song Freak, sounding like something my mother would hate, which meant it must be provocative and sexy. I pressed play, took a deep breath, and stared at the wall in front of me away from Manny. The song started out slow for a brief and awkward 10 seconds until the tempo jumped slightly with a heavy pounding beat. I turned to Manny who was sitting back in his chair, one leg propped up and the other lying flat. He had one hand behind his head, the blindfold resting on his temple, and the other hand on his thigh. 
I tried hard not to look him directly in the eye at first, because I knew I would lose my nerve. Instead, I focused on the music, attempting to move my hips back and forth in time with the rhythm. I smacked the fabric on my top in patches at first. When I realized it looked like I was swatting flies off my blouse, I stopped. Manny looked bored. When I slowed down the strokes, his expression softened. What else do strippers do? I walked in small circles until I ended up with my back against the doorframe. I leaned back against it and saw Manny's eyes widen slightly. I slid down against the wood slowly, then more vigorously so I could scratch the itch in my back. On the way up, I got a mass of my curly hair caught in the dimmer switch. I turned sharply trying to yank it free, which in turn eased the lights down, but cost me a wad of curls. With the basement not as bright, I felt more empowered by the music, more in the mood. I walked over to just in front of the chaise and began to touch my arms, shoulders, breasts, and the top portion of my thighs. What I intended to look provocative ended up looking like I was giving him baseball signals in slow motion. Manny was unimpressed, and I was nervous. It was time, like it or not, for some clothes to come off. I took a deep breath, closed my eyes, and turned my back away from Manny, slowly unbuttoning my blouse out of his sight. I looked over my shoulder to see what he was doing, causing the blouse to slide halfway down my back. His eyes widened. I bent over and flung my head down between my legs to peek at him while giving him a long view of my sizable underpants. I saw him smile and lean back farther into the chaise, his hand moving up his thigh to his lap. When I flipped my head back, I felt a rush of blood course through me, the dosa in my stomach churning in revolt to the disruption of its digestive process. I winced and rubbed my belly. His gaze became more intense. As the dosa settled, I slowly undid the buttons of the bottom half of the shirt. I was still clutching the fabric close to my chest, allowing him to only see the top of my underwear. I let the shirt slide back over my shoulders again, slowly revealing my bra one breast at a time, the dimmer pot lights gently gleaming off the safety pin on the side. I swayed closer and just barely missed nicking myself in the knee on the coffee table. I straddled it, deciding it was easier to do that than to stop to move the table over to the corner and continue. There were probably a whole field of dust bunnies under it anyway. What would Manny do if I stopped my version of an erotic dance to grab the vacuum and do a quick cleanup? The thought was so ridiculous it made me smile. When I looked back at him, his eyes looked more intense, the dome of an erection peeking through his boxers again. I felt more confident, so I dropped my blouse to the floor. I crawled over the long part of the chaise toward Manny like a cat, feeling my tummy drop loosely in the cold air. In an effort to minimize the droop, I twisted my hips backwards, rocking my body like it was in a boat on choppy water. All the writhing made my hair clips suddenly pop loose. In frustration, I started to wildly toss my head back to get the hair out of my face, and just as I was mentally cursing such a long song choice, the music finally drew to its climax and ended. The room was silent for a brief second as the CD moved to track nine. I lay on top of Manny, who slowly raised his hands to my bare back. Good job, he said in my ear. I felt like a fool. No, it was good. I was impressed. What did you learn to do that? Learn what? 
to move your hips like that. I didn't realize I had moved my hips at all. Bollywood, I guess? All Indian girls can sway their hips, nah? He laughed out loud and then laid me back on the chaise so that I was sitting in the same position as he had been. He walked over to the stereo to change the CD. I looked down at the folds of fat curling down my stomach and quickly grabbed my shirt off the floor to put it on while Manny's back was to me. I couldn't find my hair clip, so I let my curls hang loose around my head. Manny turned and looked over his shoulder at me. It's my turn now, he said with a twinkle in his eyes. I nestled back on the chaise and drew my legs up to my chest, eagerly clapping my encouragement. With extreme drama, Manny tapped the play button on the stereo and in moments, the heavy tabla beat of an Indian song began to thump through the air. I instantly burst out laughing from the expression on Manny's face. He mimicked the actions of a Bollywood actor in sync with the lyrics. His expression changed from sorrow to fleeting happiness as he thrust his hips rigidly from side to side. His mocking impression of an Indian movie star dancing in the rain and looking around imaginary trees had me holding my sides with laughter. He chose to pick up his clothes and begin to dress instead of undress. He put his pants on, and as soon as he raised the zipper, he began to thrust his hips back and forth while holding his hands up in a U-shape over his head. At one point, I think he was swatting an imaginary tabla drum, but it looked like he was playing basketball. For the love of Bollywood, please stop! Here comes the striptease part, he said between jagged breaths. He reached behind him and turned the music up. As the bhangra beat rose to its crescendo, Manny started to undo his pants slowly. He had them halfway down over his boxer shorts when he stopped to smack his butt to the rhythm of the beat. With his pants halfway down his legs, he began to hop up and down again, flailing his hands about as though he couldn't decide if he should pull up his pants or push up the roof. You're killing me! Tears of laughter streamed down my face. Manny pounded the power button off in one fell swoop and then leapt onto the end of the chaise by my feet. I could see beads of sweat starting to form on his forehead. That was awesome, I said, clapping my hands. You were amazing! Manny flashed me a big smile and dramatically patted himself on the back. After we caught our breath, we both looked back at the coffee table and the game. I think we were both wondering at the same time if we should continue playing or just start having sex. You tired? he asked. No, I said quickly. Maybe a little, I added a second later. That wore me out, he said with another big smile. It was fun, though. It was really great. Do you want to keep playing? Manny paused before answering. Let's have one more go of it if you want to. Do you want to? Sure, I said, straightening out in the chaise. It's your turn to spin. Manny spun the wheel and it landed on the section marked Challenge again. He picked it up and read it aloud. Tell your partner exactly what you would like to do to them. Be explicit. I instantly felt myself get tense. What was I supposed to say? Talking dirty was something that had never come naturally to me with any of my partners. It wasn't like I was a complete prude. I could call my lady bits by their common cat reference, even though it felt weird, but stringing out a full sentence with a word was much more awkward. Mahjong, how does one talk dirty exactly? I asked in a study break for calculus once. You just say wicked things to your lover while you're having sex. 
I don't know how to do that. Okay, then try phone sex. You don't have to be face to face for that. Phone sex? What's that? Do you just pick up the phone and say, hello, it's me, Mahjong, I am going to give you a blowjob? She rolled her eyes at me. You need some build-up, woman. It's more like, he asks me what I'm wearing, and I tell him, and then he asks me what I'm doing to myself. I tell him, I ask him what he's doing, and give him graphic details about what I am going to do to him, and the next thing you know, bada-boom, come everywhere. It seems simple enough. So one day, with Jonathan, I mustered my courage and decided to surprise him with some dirty talk to get the wheels in motion for when we would see each other later that day. Hello? Jonathan answered his phone. Hello, Jonathan, I purred into the receiver. It is me, Lena. Hi, Lee, he said in his naturally exuberant tone. Are you wearing your brown pants? I'd lowered my voice like I had strep throat. What? No, I'm wearing my jeans, Jonathan said. I have black socks on. I continued, purring like a cat with pneumonia. Okay? I could hear the hesitation in Jonathan's voice. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I heard you say you have black socks on. Why are you telling me this? I thought we might have phone sex, I said flatly. Oh, Jonathan said with a hint of laughter in his voice. Okay, we can do that. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take those black socks off of yours and lick between your toes. Gross! That ended my experiment with phone sex. With Nick, I decided to be a bit more bold and obvious. On an outing to a friend's cottage, he and I were sitting on lawn chairs with some of the other students from my class when I decided to repeat what I had heard Mahjong say to a lover on the phone. I leaned in and whispered in his ear, I want to suck your dick. He looked perplexed at me. I said it again. He still looked confused. I said it a bit louder over the chatter of the other drunks, but he still couldn't hear me. You want to soak the deck? He finally asked. No, I said, raising my voice in frustration. I want to suck your dick. The entire group fell silent. What felt like a lifetime later, one of the guys in my accounting class shouted, You go, Lee! You go, girl! Everyone laughed. I wanted to die. Before we were married, Manny and I were always sneaking around to have sex, so being quiet came naturally to us. We lived with my mother for the first six months of our marriage and refined the art of noiseless lovemaking. There was no way this challenge was going to go well. I wanted to ask Manny to spin again, but he placed the card down and began to clear his throat before I could suggest it. I'll go first, he said. He held my head in his hands, paused, and looked me straight in the eye. I want to lick you all over. He said it so deliberately and so precisely that it took a moment for my brain to register what he was saying. Where did that come from? Ever since I'd known him, I couldn't remember him ever being that direct or erotic. Manny must have sensed my hesitation. He leaned in closer to me and nestled his mouth by my ear. I'll repeat, he said. I want to lick you all over. 
His deep and seductive voice in my ear made me instantly aroused. To hammer it home, he started to nibble on my earlobe, and the sensation coupled with the mental image he had just placed in my mind made me eager with anticipation. Just as I started to lean into him, Manny pulled back. Your turn, he said. My turn? My mind raced. I knew I was either going to make a fool of myself or end up starting a discussion about the backyard deck. Okay. I drew in a deep breath. I cleared my throat to buy more time. Then I shifted in the chaise to lean in closer to him to buy myself even more time. Nothing was coming to me. Manny helped me by leaning his head in closer and giving me his ear to whisper in, and still, nothing would come. What the hell should I say? One simply can't pull words out of nowhere. Nothing sexy or remotely erotic would come to me. The only words that came to mind were the ones I had meant to say to him all day, like, did you empty the dishwasher? Or don't forget to buy wine for Saturday's dinner. I cleared my throat again until I started to sound like an outboard motor on the fritz. I took a deep breath and plunged forward. I want you! I didn't mean to sound so loud. Manny instantly jumped back. Sorry, Manny, I didn't mean to shout that. My voice continued to rise with every word. Uh, it's okay, he said, tugging his ear and wincing. I asked for another chance. He sat farther back in his chair and nodded for me to go ahead. I cleared my throat two more times. I, uh, I want you, I said in a voice above a whisper. He didn't move. I want you all night long. Like the Lionel Richie song? I hit him on his shoulder. I can't do this. I slouched back against the chaise and crossed my arms. Why not? It doesn't feel natural. Manny pulled back and studied me with his eyes. I willed myself not to cry under his gaze. I tried desperately to regain a feeling of playfulness, but it was too late. It was gone. Are you tired? I knew if I lied and said that I was, it would put an end to the game. It was my out. I didn't feel like risking more humiliation. I didn't feel like having sex, and I especially didn't feel sexy. I feigned fatigue, and we headed up to bed. For what seemed like the first time in a long time, Manny crawled into bed and instead of dozing off on his back, turned to his side and spooned me, pulling me tightly to his chest. I fell asleep, gentle tears dropping softly on my pillow.